Welcome to Union Power Coaching. Piecing purpose and strength together. Hello and welcome back once again to the Union Power Coaching Podcast with me, Mike Turnpenny, where we discuss ways to live happier, healthier and more productive lives. As always, please do let me begin by thanking everyone that has listened, shared and subscribed so far to the podcast, to the meditations, that have sent me messages or comments after listening to them. I'm really glad that the experiences that I've learned from are now proven to be useful lessons I can pass on to other people now. And I guess a bonus as well for me personally is to have this opportunity now to look back at things, back at experiences and have a different view of the past and a new appreciation, I guess, for the trials and the tribulations, the triumphs, for how they help us and how they shape us to go on to become the people who we become. Today's episode, today's subject, I want to talk about dealing with confrontations. So I can say that in the past, I was definitely a far more sarcastic person and happy, I guess, to get into a battle of wits with people and would almost would almost relish the challenge of a confrontation or any kind of debate, whether that was as a cocky 18-year-old back-chatting a manager or supervisor in my old warehouse job or working in hospitality where I learned that the I learned the saying that the customer is always right, it's more like an order from management rather than actually being a factually accurate. Um, perhaps it was just my age or maybe at the time I felt like I had something to prove, I'm not too sure, but either way, I feel like over the years I've mellowed and my attitude towards confrontation has has totally changed. As I'm more likely now to walk away from a situation, when those situations are simmering and they're about to boil, it's much better to turn off that gas and and walk away and let it cool down. And this is a really good way to gather ourselves, to gather our thoughts and to not overreact or do things that, that won't reflect well on who we truly are or what we actually feel about the given situation. Bizarrely, I've even been in situations where, where calmness or silence has actually infuriated people a lot more than any number of words would have done. This, of course, wasn't my intention, but it did it did fascinate me in a way to to think and it made me realize that in confrontations there are people that want a solution that's how the confrontation begins there's a problem they want to find a solution and also there are people that just want to shout they just want to argue and the latter of course being the ones who get annoyed and confused by a calm reaction such as silence as well and uh, a more methodical approach trying to fix the solution so the reason i chose this topic today for this podcast was I recently had to deal with a really rare and a pretty intense confrontation of my own. So to give some context, I'm an Airbnb host and can and can proudly say that the majority of my guests that have rented my house over the years have always been really happy and left good feedback and good reviews and some have even returned. And I guess I can credit this to being as transparent as possible with regards to the listing I have because for me, I genuinely want people to have a great and comfortable stay in my in my home. And I want to help people in, in any way that I can to make sure that they have the best possible experience. Because I really care about my home and I, I really see it as an extension of myself in, in many ways. And I myself, and I'm sure you have too, we, we've all stayed in 
Airbnbs or other types of accommodation where it's been pretty apparent that the host hasn't paid much attention to the details, um, like where maybe the kitchen has one fork, two knives, seven spoons, the smallest chopping board you've ever seen in your life, um, a bed that maybe hasn't been comfortable for about 15 years. You know, you, you get the point where these places, they're just really a shell. You know, they're somewhere to stay, but the details that go with it, and for me, arguably the most important things are those those comforts in the home, making sure they're well-equipped and well-comfortable and all of those things. So for me, hosting on Airbnb, it's not just about making money. It's about giving people a taste of Costa Rica, where, where I have my listing, and I spoke about Costa Rica last week, and explained why it's so special to me and why, for this reason, I love being able to share it with other people. And like the examples I gave a second ago, I really tried to make sure that there's everything that they're going to need. A really well-equipped kitchen, a really comfortable office to work in, a comfortable bed, all of the information they might need for how to get around and good places to go. And, and of course, making sure that I get back to them really quickly with any questions that they have. So the confrontation that I had with my guest was really, really surprising because it's the first major problem that I've had in over four and a half years of hosting. So long story short, I, I had a guest who stayed for six nights and at no point contacted me with any kind of questions. It was even difficult to communicate with the person before they arrived where I need them to pass on information to me and where maybe they have questions for me as well. And basically what happened was the day of their checkout, the, the cleaning company that go to the house and do the, the, the turnaround for me messaged me and said, hey, Mike, you know, the, the guest stuff is still here, but he's not here and it's past checkout time. So I sent him a message and he actually responded to me really, really quickly. So I, I messaged and said, hey, like, just wondering if you're if you're near the house, if you're checking out soon because the cleaners are there ready to prepare for the next guests. And he replied and said, oh, sorry, um, I'll head back now and grab my stuff. FYI, I stayed in the hotel for the last two nights because there was a flood in the bathroom. So obviously I was concerned if there was a flood in the bathroom because I want to make sure there's not a flood <laughs> in my house. But also I was really surprised because this was something that wasn't passed on to me. I, I had no idea that this had happened. And so therefore I replied and said, hey, like, I'm really sorry that that happened. You know, I, I wish you'd let me know because I could have fixed that for you, no problem in no time. I've got various contacts and friends that help me out with any kind of maintenance problems. Um, I'm really sorry for the inconvenience. And his reply was really surprising because his reply was, oh, so it's my fault, is it? And I thought, okay, this obviously isn't going to be a uh, a pleasant exchange, but I made sure to take a moment and gather my thoughts and how to respond. And I just said, hey, like, I'm, no, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying that I wish you'd let me know because you wouldn't have needed to have stayed in a hotel. I could have had this fixed and you would have had a completely different experience. And basically from that moment forward, there was over 10 hours of messages from this guy, just abuse. And it reminded me of like, when we break up with someone, or someone breaks up with us and we just bombard them with messages. And we later kind of regret it, of course. But I had that for 10 hours with this guy. And obviously, of course, as well came a, a very really negative review. And I did my research and I spoke to my friend that works at the complex where I have my listing. And he said, yeah, like there was a small drip from the AC unit in the bathroom, but he told me it wasn't a problem because it wasn't a flood. It was just a drip from the AC unit when it was turned on. So that made me feel better. It made me feel better that there wasn't a major issue. 
And I actually had this problem fixed within 90 minutes. I phoned my friend who's an air conditioning expert. He went to the house and fixed the problem within 90 minutes. You know, from the message I sent to him, to him leaving the house, 90 minutes in total. After sending a few messages to the guest, responding to his messages and trying to kind of calm the situation, I realized that there was nothing I could say that was going to make this right. Nothing I could say that was going to change the experience. And I realized that this person had made up their mind of me and of my my listing. So for that reason, I decided to stop replying and communicate directly with Airbnb. And he sent me a receipt for the hotel he stayed in. One night in the hotel cost more than two nights in my accommodation. And I wasn't prepared to give him a refund for the complete stay in the hotel because I could have fixed the problem and I didn't see it was my responsibility to do that because, you know, he could have chosen a cheaper hotel as well, I guess I could say. So he actually sent me a request for a large amount of money for the inconvenience in the hotel, which I declined and I put a message saying, you know, I'm happy to refund you more than two nights worth of accommodation in my house, which was the equivalent of one night in the hotel, to which of course wasn't good enough. So these messages went through an intermediary with Airbnb. It wasn't direct with him anymore because I decided to pull out of that, even though he was still sending me direct messages too. And I decided that I would phone Airbnb and I would explain to them the situation and my stance. I said to Airbnb, hey, like, you know, you can see what's happening. Airbnb can access the messages. You can see what I'm dealing with here. But quite frankly, I just want to end this situation. I don't think it's my fault but I'm prepared to refund him the two nights he didn't stay in my house and move on with my life, basically. So Airbnb did that. They blocked him from being able to message me and I refunded him for two nights of accommodation in my house as a gesture and just to kind of end this conflict because we were going, well, we weren't going back and forth. He was just uh, forthing and forthing (laughs) to me about what had happened and about me and he was guessing about my life and things I like to do and it was a pretty crazy situation and that was that I I kind of felt happy with the resolution I thought you know sometimes money's not everything and in that situation for me it wasn't about being right it was about just ending this conflict so five days later I wake up in the morning and I have an email And it's from Airbnb saying that your guest has returned your refund, which at first I assumed it was going to be requesting more. But when I scrolled down the email, there was a message from the guest that it simply said, I thought about it. I was wrong. I will delete my review. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, like what, what a turnaround here. Like there was no element of like victory in my emotions, it was more like, wow, like, I wonder what was going on with with this guy during that time where he was being so confrontational and so abusive. And I thought, well, this was a really good reason here to have, have left this situation, walked away from the situation, to have given it some space. What I did come to realise was, and I'm going to share them now, are the four, four ways to manage confrontations in the best way possible. And number one is to stay calm. So let the other person speak, regardless of their tone or their approach. Inevitably, all kinds of emotions and frustrations are going to bubble up inside of us, but we need to make sure that from the get-go, 
We don't let these feelings act on our behalf. So by staying calm, we are allowing our thoughts, our true thoughts, the time to process and assess a situation. And staying calm in many ways, I think, is like a superpower. You know, we need to develop it and practice it regularly to keep it sharp, as it's something that will help us and get us out of tough situations throughout our lives in general and minimise us maybe saying or doing things that are not a real representation of who we are. And I think in the situation I just explained to you, by staying calm, you know, I, I say I stayed calm, of course, you know, I had adrenaline and I was quite anxious about it. It was a quite a disturbing situation. But my reaction to the person that was being confrontational was calm. I didn't let my inner emotions bubble up and act for me. The second thing is to know the facts and stick to them. Being sure of what the root causes of a conflict and then clarifying that with other party is the best way to understand the full extent of the issue and to be able to just focus on that without veering off course and dragging past or future conflicts into the existing actual conflict. So in this case, I was really careful to make sure I stayed to the facts and wasn't drawn into any of the things that were being said to me and that I remained clear that, okay, you know, I am sorry there was a problem here, but I could have done this. I could have helped in a different way. I'm aware it was uncomfortable for you. I stayed with the point of the situation and by repeating the key points and not veering off track really helps us to pull the conversation back to where it needs to be, especially if the other person insists on bringing up unrelated or irrelevant points in anger or frustration. We really need to stick to those facts and stay on point. We also know that by being this way, we aren't going to say something off topic that might come back to haunt us later. We've all been in situations where we or the other person we're in a confrontation with has said pretty vile or harsh things in, in an attempt to try and win. But ultimately, this is what, or this is where, we have more regrets. And most of the time, it will make us look bad and give us a, a lack of power in the situation. If, if it's a situation where we are in the right, but we act in, a, in, in the wrong way, in an inappropriate way, we are demonstrating to the other person a less than good side of ourselves. So we have to stick to those facts and make sure that we're not trying to find ways to, to win a, a problem, a situation like this. The third one is to seek a resolution. And much like sticking to the facts, it's equally as important to make it clear as soon as possible that we want to make peace. We want to find a resolution. The longer we stay in like a whirlwind of conflict, the harder it's going to be to get out of it. So by showing this willingness to end a conflict, I think shows far greater character than the ability to, to quip back at someone or to say something, you know, clever and witty. And as well, apologising is also really important. Even if we know that we're not at fault, apologising doesn't mean that we're accepting the blame. It can mean that we are sorry for the situation that we find ourselves in and we're sorry that somebody else experienced something and that they feel a certain way. Whether we deem them to be in the right or in the wrong or not is irrelevant. By apologising, we are maybe taking our share of the responsibility and showing that we do feel bad about an experience they had regardless of the circumstance or who may or may not have been at fault. And if the other person shows no interest in a resolution though, I think it's fair to say that sometimes there are people that are more interested in arguing than they'll get into the bottom of a problem. In this situation, much like in my experience, I really think the best thing to do is to walk away 
and give them space. They might go around in circles on their own for a while or maybe phoning their friends or whatever or using social media. But eventually they will either get over it or they'll move on. Or better yet, when the dust settles, they'll have clearer thoughts and see the situation perhaps for what it, what it really was. And then they'll be available for a calmer and a more productive conversation. We do also need to be prepared that some conflicts will go unresolved um, with, with some people. Some people will hold a grudge until the day they die and there's nothing we can do about this. This is all the more reason to make sure that we act and speak in a fair way and why we should stick to the facts so that we can walk away knowing that we did all that we could do and we tried our best to resolve a problem. And the last one, number four, is to thank the person for hearing you out. I made sure in my situation I had to apologize and thank them, regardless of what was happening. Like, you know, thank you for letting me know. I'm really sorry about the situation you had. Um, I really hope you have a, a good rest of your trip and a good rest of your vacation. The theme throughout these four points I've just discussed has been to make sure that as best we can, that we act with respect and that we show willingness to accept our end where necessary of a situation. Although at the time it can come across sometimes maybe as being sarcastic, I think a sincere thank you will be remembered more after the fact. Much like an apology, it's showing that gratitude and that willingness and it means that we can end a conflict in a more peaceful way. We don't want people at a later date to think that we were the ones that wanted to do or say all that was possible just to come out of a situation on top or in the right. So by saying thank you, we are showing that we are fully aware this is a two-way situation and it requires two-way cooperation. I think a thank you is so much more than just a courteous thing that we're taught when we're kids, when we're children. It's, it's a key element of building and maintaining and fixing relationships in difficult scenarios. So there you have it, my confrontational situation with four ways to manage a confrontational situation in a better way. Thank you so, so much for coming back today for another episode of the Union Power Coaching Podcast. Please, as always, don't forget to share, subscribe, like. Let me know through social media at Union Power Coaching and on YouTube as well how you deal with conflicts. And I will speak to you again on Wednesday with the midweek meditation. Do stay happy. Do stay well. Do stay calm. Goodbye. For more details about transformation coaching, mindfulness and yoga classes, please visit unionpowercoaching.com.